You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Labine, only on the BetQL Network. Okay, guys, we are finally here. UFC 285, March 4th, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You know the routine. You know what time everything starts, prelims, early prelims, and main card. But Mikey, John freaking Jones is back this weekend, dude. Are you hype or what? Oh, yeah, man. You know, he might be some people's goat. I don't know if he's my goat, but he's top three for sure. He's got to be top three, like, unquestionably to most people. But this is a card that, you know, the casual fan's going to tune in. Everybody's going to be tuning in. We've had a couple cards that are going to test our fandom the last couple weeks. But now it's time to reap the rewards and see some major, major fights. Hell yeah, dude. I I can't wait. I mean, my dad's birthday is the 5th. So me and him have been planning our evening together on the fourth for like four or five months now. We're so excited. And I, I can't, I can't wait on a personal level. We're going to get into those bets in a minute real quick. Everybody. This is Mikey. He's been on before. Uh, Mikey, you've done something awesome since the last time we met, you kind of started to legitimize yourself in this, whatever you want to call it, sports media, sports yeah. journalism world. You now have a, uh, what a media network where, where, where you call it the diehard sports network. It's on Twitter. I'm going to have that linked uh, below for people to, go follow you but tell me tell me a little bit about that real quick yeah it's pretty new i started it just over a week ago i'm still a little unclear on the exact direction i want to go with it but i've been writing ufc articles for now gonna get some like nfl content off-season content some betting content just trying to gain followers and supporters right now and like you said you're gonna link it below so i appreciate that just anybody watching if you could just check it out give me a follow on twitter and check out the website when you can Mikey's the man, so the content's going to be good. I can promise you that, folks. So, yeah, check him out. And then uh, plug in myself and my show on BetQL Network, Tapped Out. We got a big show coming up this Saturday. Marcel Dorf, everybody knows Big Marcel. He's going to be on talking uh, 285 fights. And then Bo Nickel himself joins Brenda Tobin and Sean Levine on Tapped Out. So make sure you tune in Saturday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, BetQL Network, Twitch, Odyssey app, YouTube, whatever radio station you got. I don't know what. The number is, but we're, we're on there, so check us out. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, without further ado, <clears throat> UFC 285 Best Bets. Mikey, card of the year. So It's a young year, only oh. March, but man, John Jones is back. I, uh, I can't wait. He's certainly one of the bets we're going to talk about, but we're going to start at the bottom and work our way up. We're going to start with my parlay. I call it the African parlay, the South African parlay. Dreykus Duplessis, Cameron Simon, pair them together, minus 116. Are you kidding me? You like that? 
I do like it. One thing I'll ask you to sell me on a little bit is Simon. Um, I do like him in the fight. I'm just not a fan of his odds. Mana Martinez, he hasn't looked great in the UFC, but I'm still watching his regional tape, and he was just knocking guys out. Like, he looked so good. And I'm still a little worried that that might show up eventually because I've been fading him in the UFC. But I'm still a little bit worried, and with these odds... I'm a little worried, but I do like Simon to get it done. I'm just not sure how he gets it done, but I do like him. So I actually think Mana Martinez has looked good in the UFC. It hasn't really uh, uh, boded his way so far as, as far as the yeah. record goes, but I think he's looked good. And I think his striking has certainly been on display in certain fights. I think, I thought you were going to be a little bit more nervous about Brunson. That's where people are like, Brunson's going to beat Duplessis. Mm-hmm. No, he's not. Um, so interesting that you're ner- more nervous about Simon. So I'll sell you on Cameron Simon a little bit, okay? I have a little bit of bias. I'm, I'm, I'm buds with the guy. We've talked two or three times and great kid. But he's also so freaking talented, man. That mm. entire team CIT gym out of South Africa, full of young killers. They're all like under 28 years old, just bloodthirsty, ripping up the uh, South African MMA scene. And they're coming for the UFC. They're all coming for UFC, Bellator, PFL, one, you name it. And Simon and Duplessis are like the leaders of that gym, right? Everybody looks up to those two guys. Simon's been doing MMA since he was a boy, a young guy, young kid. And he's only, what, 22 years old. So, so much upside for this kid. But, dude, his last fight, it was a little bit, I don't know, sloppy. He was a big favorite. Took him a while to get it done. It's because he was hunting for a submission. He told me in the interview before that, he's like, this guy I'm fighting is a submission artist. I need to go out there and get a submission. And then if you watch the fight back, man, the whole fight, Cameron Simon's doing kind of stupid stuff, just going for the sub. And he won the fight by decision. He's not going to do that this time around. He has incredible wrestling, better wrestling than Martinez, 100%. Martinez does have success on the feet. Cameron Simon, when he puts his striking on display, when he was on Contender Series, knocking out for the first time ever in his career, Josh Wong Kim, super crisp boxing, incredible leg kicks, and he's 22 years old. I think the strength and the crisp, precise striking is going to be too much for Martinez to handle. I don't know if it goes to decision. That's kind of what I'm thinking, but man, my minus 300 might be a little steep, but he wins the fight. And that's why I'm pairing it with Duplacis to get that minus 116 odds. So I don't know if that's sold you or not. No, I do agree. I would attack it with the parlay standpoint too. Cause again, I don't know if decision finish um, just the odds is what really struck me a little bit based off his last fight, him being a little young. I was like, maybe he doesn't deserve to be this big of a favorite just quite yet, but as a parlay, I can see it. And Duplacis, I honestly, I don't really see a path for Brunson. You know, once they start talking about retiring, it's it's not looking good. And Duplacis has shown that even when he's tired, he can fight. And he can fight and show whatever he needs to show. And Brunson is pretty much the opposite. Once he gets tired, it's like, yeah, that's it. Reel and, it in, he's done. And, and Brunson's chin has been a little questionable, too, in yeah. recent years. Uh, and uh, Duplacis... Brunson has success when he wrestles, right? When he wrestles, particularly young prospects. That's where he's seen success in recent years. And Duplessis just ain't that guy, man. He he can wrestle. He is super strong. Great jiu-jitsu. Just like Cameron Simon. I mean, that whole gym mm-hmm. is incredible. And it, it's going to be on full display, I think. So, man, minus 116, Cameron Simon, Dreykus Duplessis. I'm all over it. And one more comment, just because I forgot to say this real quick off of your point about Cameron Simon mm. being minus 300. You're 100% right. Your second fight in the UFC, 
going up against someone who as I don't know what experienced as Mana Martinez probably shouldn't be a minus 300. But I think this fight is going to be the fight that afterwards we're all like, okay, Cameron Simon's going to be a minus 500 favorite till he gets into that top 10. I truly think this kid's that good. I hope to see it. I'm going to like it because I like his style. And I don't, do you ever watch Sadiq Yusuf's uh, fight breakdown videos? No, I always see them on my timeline, but I haven't gotten the chance to watch them yet. You absolutely have to. Like, I'll check one out. Did he do one for 285? He did it for 285. And it is absolutely hilarious. Like, <laughs> he was just like, like he, he go, because, you know, he, uh, Sadiq's Nigerian and yeah. he's going through these fights and then he goes to Cameron Simon. He's like, oh, Cameron Simon. The face of Africa. He's just <laughs> like me. <laughs> you have to watch it, man. So, so I'm going to check it out. Hilarious. I'm going to check it out after this. My, my favorite videos. Um. Anyways, moving on. We got the parlay down. My first single. And this one pains me. This isn't one I want to talk about. But uh, from a betting perspective, you have to you have to hit this line. Trevin Jones plus 145 going up against fan favorite Cody Garbrandt minus 175. Cody Garbrandt has no business being a favorite in the UFC anymore. I'm very sorry to say that. I understand Trevin Jones hasn't been the most successful in the UFC, but Cody's what well, it lost five out of his last six fights. Yeah. The chin's just it, it's just it, it's sad to say, but it's over. You know, I think it's over. And Trevin Jones, like I said, not the most talented fighter, but he's fought very experienced people, gone the distance against experienced people. And we've seen him have knockout power against great talent in Mario Bartista. So plus 145, dog odds on Jones. I I, I can't ignore it. I can't ignore it. All right. I'm going to throw out a disclaimer here before I start. Cody Garver is one of my favorite fighters of all time. Yep. It is going to be a little bias in here. Okay. And I'm praying and hoping for a win. But I do see the side. I would – I'm probably going to bet Cody Garbrandt, honestly, this Saturday – but again, you can't ignore the chin issues, the durability issues, the fight IQ issues that he has. I'm just hoping that this is an angle I usually like to attack when a higher level fighter loses a bunch straight to the elite of the elite. I mean, it's been two different divisions now, but he's still losing to mostly elite fighters sure. and then takes a big step down. So I guess the odds, in my opinion, are somewhat accurate just because of the step down. Trevin Jones is a guy who doesn't really like to throw much. And the way to beat Cody is to just knock him out, as we all know. But, again, this could go one of two ways. I, I could see it going, like, when Augusto Sakai, for example, last Saturday just took a big step down and kind of outclassed the guy. Shocked me. Yeah. Or it could be like Dominic Reyes, though, where it's just like you're done and you go and you keep going and you're just going to keep getting knocked out. And if Cody gets knocked out, I mean, I don't see him being in the UFC anymore. So I'm hoping with his move to Extreme Couture – and he fights a little bit smarter and just hopefully he knows that his job is on the line here. Maybe mix in a little bit of wrestling and just fight smarter and hopefully he could pull out a win because he should have Trevin Jones outmatched skill for skill everywhere. Yeah, It's just that durability you got to worry about always. 100% Cody is the better fighter anywhere this fight goes. Experience, yeah. better striking, better grappling. It's just, as I said, that it's that chin and... Losing five out of the last six, you know, I it, it pains me. It truly pains me. But uh, I don't. I, I hope you're right, man. I hope you're right because I would love to see Cody <laughs> back. Too, it would be it would be I'm great. Cry if he loses again. 
I'm not going to be happy that, but Hey, that's why we got that heart insurance, bro. That's why we're going to bet against him a little bit. So if he loses, we're a little bit less sad, you know? Yeah. And uh, I, I, you, you brought up uh Augusto Sakai from last week. I just realized I forgot to even recap UFC Vegas 70. Not really worth mentioning much. Just real quick. Brendan Allen shocked the hell out of me. Lost money there. Incredible performance. Same with Augusto Sakai. Congratulations, buddy. Back in the dub column. And Tatiana Suarez. We're back, baby. Yes. I had her inside the distance. That was my probably best play of the night. Beautiful play. And Montana De La Rosa is a freaking dog, man. That was a great fight, but Suarez back like she never left. Um, that's really all that's worth mentioning from last week because two two eighty five is way better. So next pick, this one another underdog, and don't understand. I guess I do understand the odds, but I don't agree with the odds. Jalen Turner plus one seventy five, Matus Gamrot minus two twenty five. I'm going with the dog Turner. Turner's <clears throat> on a five fight win streak against good talent. We've seen him strike and beat people in the striking department that he probably shouldn't have on paper. Brad Riddell was beating him up, and Brad Riddell is a, ty- uh, a, a, a Tiger Muay Thai veteran. Then mm-hmm. he also has three submissions in the UFC as well. He's so long. He's so fast. He knows how to use his length and his reach, and he's so young. Gamrot, on the other hand, although very experienced, sloppy. He's very one-dimensional, good at what he does, a, a complete wrestler who goes for the legs, Ben Askren style, up against the cage, clinch style, drags you to the mat and holds you there with some ground and pound. Very good at it. But I don't think he has that experience <clears throat> advantage over Turner that these odds are saying he does. I love Jalen Turner in this spot. I saw somewhere Jalen Turner by submissions like plus 900 or something. Let me check that real quick because that sounds absurd. Jalen Turner by submission plus 900. Oh my goodness. I don't like to give out prop odds, but ladies mm. and gentlemen, if that uh, Jalen Turner plus 175 isn't enticing enough, plus 900 submission, I like that. I'm right with you, man. I love Jalen Turner this weekend. And it seems like mostly everybody I've watched or seen make picks or anything like that is all over Gamrot. They think it's kind of like a he's going to just wrestle him for 15 minutes. And I mean, I guess I can see it, but at these odds, I feel like we've seen Gamrot lately. His chin is kind of going down a little bit. He took that huge shot from Benil Dariush. That mm-hmm. I mean, sheesh, Jalen Turner might have just hopped on him and finished him right then and there. And I mean, Gamrot, I think will be able to land some takedowns, but he isn't the best at holding people down. And Turner, I think, can work his way up, work and his Turner, way up at least a couple times and beat him up on the feet. Turner is absolutely just huge i mean mm. so big for the lightweight division he's going to outsize gamrot on the weigh-ins you'll see and i expect yeah you say what it's gonna be bad a big difference you can't i don't there's an element to grappling i'm a wrestler i grew up wrestling i do jujitsu now there's an element to grappling it is not necessarily always harder to beat someone bigger than you but it is 100 harder to hold someone down that is bigger than you Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. 
The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Especially like the length Turner has. It just, I don't know. I don't, re- it, I really see Jalen Turner winning this fight. I'm like very confident. It goes down that way. Uh, Donnie just texted me, by the way. Shout out. I fucks with MMA. Donnie Rocket, the boy. Um, but man, Jalen Turner. There's another point I was going to bring up, and uh, I, I can't remember what it was. So while I'm thinking about that, do you have anything else to say about this fight? <laughs> yeah, I honestly, like even the sub is a nice look because I could see him getting a guillotine possibly when Gamrot shoots in or something like that or using submissions to just sweep to get back off his feet. But I can see this potentially being a really close fight of the night, split decision kind of fight where it's like, what are the judges favoring that night? Are they favoring some of his control from Gamera? Are they favoring the harder shots from Turner? And when you have like a split decision close fight like that, you definitely want the plus, what is he, 170, 175? Plus 175. Yeah. That's going to be a nice line. And I think even if it loses, like that's going to be some good value. Because I find it hard to believe that Turner just gets ran through or held down for 15 straight minutes it, it, regardless of how this fight goes this is not a bet i'm going to regret i don't think um and i remember the point i was going to bring up this is a short notice fight for matthew's camera yep and he's a minus 225 favorite yeah I, what would he be if it was a full camp i mean minus 350 400 for what you know i just i don't know i don't really get it so uh, i'm going with the underdog here and jalen turner i like it uh, it just, just the way he's looked recently, man, he's been so good. So, so good. Uh, and MMA is a game of levels and it's a game of growth and 27 years old. He's only 27 years old. Nutty for that man. Anyways, main event time, buddy. John Jones steps back in against Cyril gone. And I'm in bed MGM right now who, uh, sponsors this, uh, podcast minus 165 you can get john jones at plus 140 zero gone before i say much about this fight i saw a troubling tweet today do you know which tweet i'm referring to is it the picture of him the picture of i'm talking about the picture of cyril okay okay did you see cyril gone's hand no there's a picture going around on twitter i'll send it to you after this uh Hmm. cyril gone actually i might even see if i can pull it up right now apparently Cyril Gaon has a nasty, nasty swollen hand uh, to the point where people are saying that looks broken. And I've seen broken hands before. I've broke part of my hand before. It might be hard to see on the zoom camera, but um, can you see how swollen that is? His right hand. The lack of knuckles. Yeah. 
So, and, and, and people are like, well, that's an old picture. That's an old picture. The background right there is UFC 285. Like that's from this weekend. Um, and uh, MMA orbit who's a huge account just tweeted about it eight minutes ago. So I just put money on John Jones minus one. Yeah. It might be kind of up on Jones right now. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just following this a little bit and I'm a little bit uh, interested to see where it goes, because if that's true and that comes out, one, Cyril Gondo puff to a plus 400 underdog, you know, or two, Sergey Pavlovich was flown into Las Vegas for a reason. Yeah. Oof. Like, how, how do you feel about that one if that happens? John Jones versus <clears throat> Sergey Pavlovich. Dang, I feel like. Oh, I would have liked the under in that one. Just because I feel like Sergey's going to go and try to attack Jones right away. I don't think he's going to play around. No. where Cyril might want to get into a longer kickboxing match, but Sergey might just rush Jones, and I think Jones would be able to deal with that and still beat him, just kind of like matador him a little bit and wrestle him, but damn, I really do hope we get to see Gon versus Jones. I, I hope the hand is nothing, because yeah. uh, that's that's the fight. John Jones versus Cyril Gon is essentially John Jones <clears throat> versus John Jones. Cyril Gaon and John Jones have, and Cyril said it himself before. He said he modeled his striking after John Jones. And you can see that in fights. They have extremely similar striking. What worries me in this fight a little bit is Cyril Gaon's younger and more of like the prime striker that John Jones used to be. You know what I mean? Um, So I think if Cyril Gaon comes in there healthy and fights his fight like he did against Derek Lewis specifically, even tied to Ivasa, where he hung back, waited for his shots, and then when he felt the power, went for the kill. I yeah. think that's a lot of trouble for John Jones. But if Sirogan lets John Jones fight his fight, which I think is what's likely to happen, he's the GOAT, then it's over for Sirogan. But the hand thing, man, the hand thing's scaring me right now. Yeah, sheesh. I might have to go put some money on Jones right now, but then, again, worry about if it gets canceled or not or changed to Pavlovich, but... As of now, in this matchup, I do agree with you. I like Jones. I mean, betting on Jones, especially, this isn't a huge price tag for him compared to what we would usually see. And, I mean, he is coming off a, what, like a three-year layoff? Mm -hmm. So, you've got to worry about that a little bit. And how he has looked in his last couple fights, like Dominic Reyes. Some people think Dominic Reyes won. I think John Jones won, but either way, it was really close. It was a close fight. And in fights like that, it's hard to trust. But I mean, we haven't seen Johns lose. I mean, Jones, my bad, lose cleanly ever, really. I mean, the no. Mark Hamill fight disqualification, like that's not a real loss. Stupid. Jones has ne- We've never seen this man lose, so it's never a bad bet to bet on John Jones. And I mean, there's the obvious point everybody's been talking about for weeks, where you know, and this is MMA math. I don't like to do MMA math, but you know, Cyril Gunn got out wrestled by Francis Ngannou, and yeah. John Jones is much more credentialed in wrestling than Francis Ngannou. So yeah. I think if you look at it without even bringing Ngannou into it, John Jones still has that grappling advantage over Cyril Gaon. But this is still John Jones' first time at heavyweight. And the heavyweights we've seen John Jones training with are nowhere near as good as Cyril Gaon. Just ask Dontel Mays, who fought last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no, I so, get it. I'm hoping to see just Jones mix in his all-around game, maybe – like if you said, if Gon gives him his fight and it's strike for strike, Jones can land a takedown here and there to seal off some rounds and mm-hmm. just make it look a little cleaner. 
regardless, John Jones is back, and uh, that's yeah, that's enough for me right there. That that makes my year as an MMA fan right now. Um, yeah. Mikey, before we get out of here, any bets that I did not bring up that you like specifically? Yeah, I have a couple of um, like more so props. Because again, with this, this is a parlay heavy card. I mean, I like parlay. Some people don't, but there's a lot of big favorites. So people are going to be looking to parlay them together. Not really much value in betting a lot of these guys straight up. But one prop that I did like was, and I like her as a parlay piece too, is Tabitha Ritchie. Um, I think her wrestling, I think she's someone that can just hold Penne down for 15 minutes and stay safe. But I do like the prop of her by decision. You could get it around minus 120 right now or so depending on where you look, but Minus I think that's a pretty safe bet. MGM, but sorry. Yeah. I think it's a pretty safe bet though. Cause Penny's tough. She doesn't get finished much and Richie has shown some really high level wrestling. So I think she can just might not be the most exciting fight, but I think she should be a pretty safe ish bet for parlay piece or to win by decision. Richie had what a rough start to the UFC. Who was, was her debut against Furo? Furo, Yeah. That's just insane. Yeah, because Richie's one at one fifteen, and Fiora is—I mean, she's a one fifty-five, but she makes one twenty-five somehow. Yeah. Uh, so, but no, Richie's been really good lately, and she's proven me wrong like two or three fights in a row. So I—I I, I don't knock you there at all, man. I'm all for that. For sure. Um, I mean, I counted her out after the Fiora fight because he seemed like maybe she's just a girl they're bringing in to just get beat up and then buy. But she's looked good. Her last couple of fights prove she belongs, and her wrestling is pretty good. What else you got? What other bet? And then just one more I have. It's in the first fight of the night, I believe. Um, Rajabov versus Rebovitz. I like the under 2.5. I saw it last I looked around 130-ish, 140-ish, I believe. You can go ahead and check and see what it is on um, BetNGM. It is... Oh, do they have it yet? No, I don't know what it is. What do you have? Oh, wait, you said under 1.5 or under 2.5? Under 2.5. I don't have an under 2.5, so what is it? It was about one minus 130, 140 or so. But I do like it because um, Rebovich is a very inexperienced guy who is a finisher. So you know he's looking for finishes. Mm-hmm. And then Loic Rajabov, who is the big favorite, and I do like to win this weekend, he's already someone with some cardio issues, and he's coming in on short notice too already. So I'm thinking this gets done pretty early. I like the under 2.5, probably more than Rajabov's straight-up line because he's a – Kind of big favorite for someone coming in on short notice, but the under two point five, I think, get the night started and with the finish. That was uh some impressive research because that's the curtain jerker of the night, and I'm mm-hmm. usually totally into every fight of the night, but I haven't done my research yet. I don't know who the hell either of those two guys are. So everybody, that's all, Mikey. If that doesn't happen, you can't blame me for that. <laughs> but uh, um, but hey, man, uh, I I do tend to degenerately bet every a fight on these big cards so i will keep that into account when i go to make my bets this weekend uh everybody go follow mikey go follow die hard sports network did i get it bam nailed it and uh more importantly maybe most importantly let's win some freaking money this weekend for john jones return at ufc 285 mikey my man thank you and have a great day dude thank you too man let's win some bets this weekend hell yeah dude because uh last weekend i did not Andre Muniz, damn it. John Jones, let's go. (laughs) Let's go, man.